Welcome to Lonely Girls, a podcast dedicated to examining, archiving, and applauding the loneliest girls in media and pop culture history. I am Madeline Turner. And I am Rebecca Botter. And we just met in this grocery store. Oh my goodness. And we instantly had a connection. And we did. Um, And I'm just like, just a beautiful, um, voluptuous Bradley Cooper. (laughs) And men just smile at me for no reason. And it's just because men are so nice. And it's so weird. Men Men are are just so nice. Men are so nice to me. And I don't know why. And it has nothing to do with how stunning I am. Because I'm actually not that pretty. I'm just, I just like to like play baseball and run around outside oh my gosh oh my gosh and I wear no makeup so how could anyone think I was pretty oh my gosh oh my gosh because if I thought for even a second that I was pretty and owned that Mm. I would be a villain Mm -hmm. because beauty can only be in the eyes of the beholder Mm -hmm. we can't like ourselves amen so what so I don't know if that was a good enough lead up y'all to know what we're talking about we are talking, talking about, about he's, he's just, just it's complicated, complicated. <laughs> he's just not that into you he's just not that into you guys the most important film of 2006 probably yeah yeah and also maybe our lifetime i i so mm, we, we should maybe talk about our experience with this real fast Bef- well we should do our loneliest moment okay. of the week all right and you're right i'm just so excited okay, okay so you guys we are talking about he's just not that into you um the ensemble rom com question mark com it's not funny it's is it? really not funny i don't think i left even once and also we don't none of them are really funny actors well i don't know jennifer well jennifer goodwin is quirky and you go Oh. She's more, it's definitely like it's a not, lovable painfulness. It's, it's very charming. Okay, yeah. here we go. Loneliest moment of the week. Do you want to start this time or do you want me to? Um, yeah, okay, so my lo- my loneliest moment of um, the week was um, not particularly like lonely in, in spirit. I would say like more lonely in um, just overall experience, but I... Uh, walked around the Los Angeles Public Library today mm. and just sort of gazed at book spines and thought about life. Mm-hmm. And it 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 was it was a loneliness that had beauty. Uh, we've talked being surrounded by books mm. feels like a weighted blanket. It really does. It's a good place. <laughs> Somehow pain feels... (laughs) Somehow heartbreak feels feels good good in 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 a a place like this. this. Exactly. No, I do think if you're gonna be lonely somewhere, y'all, go to somewhere like a library. You're not gonna feel less lonely, but maybe less... Maybe it will will feel better to be lonely. Yeah. It's more just... You're more like... Set the scene. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It, if our if we have a if I'm for sad, anything, it should be raining. Be as dramatic as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also was with Rebecca when this was happening, yeah. and so I just I don't want her to feel like she was, she gets it. No, it's it's fine. She knows. Yeah. And then like she went over and did her thing and was lonely, and then mm. I just like did not think it was going to be useful for me to be next to you the whole time. I was like, I need to look at spines of books i need to like look at spines of books and be like wow and people wrote these mm -hmm. and then eventually when she wanted to share one that she thought was particularly good then we talked about it but like i took pictures of only one book okay and it was philosophy for a time of crisis okay the by cook the one I took a picture of was... Oh, I also have Treat Your Ego in Four Hours. Oh, you should have... We should have picked up that one. I know. Um, mine was by Anthony Trollope, where um, he knew he was right, um, which I do think... 
which is just so aggressive. Um, he knew he was right. He knew he was right. That's like one of those Meisner things where you can add the emphasis to e- Oh. He knew he was right. He, he knew, knew he was right. He, he knew, knew he was right. Or you say it to me. No, you say it. He knew he was right. He knew he was right. And then you say it back to me, how that impacted you. He knew he was right. 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 He knew he knew he was right. He knew he was right. He knew he was right. So yeah. and scene. And scene. Um, there's no need to go to Meisner class. You can just do that back and forth with people. And everyone will hate you. Yeah. Um, okay, can I talk about my lonely moment? Yes, now it's time for you and your so, loneliness. So like, okay, so we're going to tie it in to what I just saw. Y'all, um, we're releasing these episodes in different orders. I speak about a crush I have at one point, and I knew I had to kill it. And mm. I am a mix of Jennifer Goodwin and Justin Long in this movie. <laughs> I give really good advice when it comes to relationships because I, as a true lonely girl, have watched so many, like Justin Long, except for I'm not having as much fun. Mm. Um, he's having lots of fun. He's having, he's honestly, he's having a good time. But um, but I am Jennifer Goodwin, as in I am the soppy romantic, and I'm really good at guys like just being like, okay, I like this guy, he doesn't like me, blah, 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 blah. Until I really crush on someone. Yeah. And then I get stupid Jennifer Goodwin. Like obsessive. And oh, obsessive. Like magical thinking. That's what oh. I really, I felt, I'm not saying I've experienced that with you, but. Nah, no. it's true. I too. I. Have that. It, and Maddie's, Maddie's heard me talk about this crush. Yeah. And, I, and like I had so many good points on how I was right about this. Mm. But then deep down I was like, Rebecca, if he likes you, he'll ask you out. And the last guy, it was, it was proven right because he just asked me out and I liked him. Yeah. And it worked for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was like, it was a good reminder. I was like, wait, Rebecca, when the guy likes you, he just asks you out. But yeah. nope, I fell for it again. Mm-hmm. The guy didn't ask me out and I held on to it. And the crush inside of me a couple weeks ago, just this little tiny thing happened and it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. I realized I had been an idiot. Oh. I had been holding out hope. And watching Jennifer Goodwin, honestly, if I looked half as adorable as Ugh. she did lying to herself, I'm fine with it, to be oh, honest. I'm sure you looked more than half. Oh, God. A- adorable lying to yourself. Oh, my gosh. I really hope so. It's it's really cute. And it's just a good reminder um, that sometimes we lie to ourselves and we can still be cute when we do it. Yeah. I, like, looked really good the whole time, yeah. to be honest. Um, and, <laughs> and that's, that's it. Mo- and that's what's most important. So that was your, your lonely moment was... Just re-watching this. The crush died a few weeks ago, but watching this again, I'm like, gosh darn it, Rebecca. You knew. You give Justin Long advice, but you still acted like a Jennifer Goodwin. Mm. And, um, and that's okay. Because I, I looked really good the entire time. Exactly. Yeah, it's really exciting for me and just really pretty. And it honestly <laughs> softens the blow for a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Um. So why did we want to do... Okay, wait. What's our what's our like? Oh yeah. What's our ex, What's our relationship with? He's just not that into you, because it's different, y'all, than other things we're talking about. I would say he's just okay. So for me personally, he's just not that into you. On a personal level, was the first film that I saw in theaters by myself with a friend. Mm-hmm. It was the first. It was my first adult film mm. that my mother dropped me off at the theater for Mm -hmm. that I saw with my friend Jessica and I remember it sort of painting this picture of adult relationships that I hadn't seen ever before and I remember it being a very common point of reference and sort of like a turning point in the way that that rom-coms were made not necessarily in a good way Mm. but it did I would say 
my <laughs> my uh, education in like adult dating and romance was formed entirely by the film He's Just Not That Into You. Yeah? Yeah. I would say that was like where my perception stayed. And I didn't realize it until I was like rewatching it just now. Really? <laughs> it was like... Can you give a specific example? We've changed. We've changed? I think I just sort of, like, as a child, I watched He's Just Not That Into You and figured at some point I would inevitably encounter every single... Oh, you were like, it's just life. That's just, and that's sort of just what you do when you're an adult. Mm, Yeah, okay. You're, you are, (laughs) this is just how life is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay cool and like somehow everyone knows each other in a giant giant professional city exactly okay mine is he's just not that into you is i think it's interesting because it's neither one of our like favorite favorite movies or even a movie that we would say that we like love or even like i would rarely i wouldn't i actually i enjoy watching he's just not that into you with other people yeah but I would never want to watch it by myself. No, yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a comfort watch. No, it's not a comfort watch. No, and I, that's what I want from a rom-com. But we were just... It is, it's like a time capsule. Yeah, and these, this is one of our earlier episodes, so we were wanting to explore more archetypes. And then we were like, ensemble rom-coms, we can't do Love Actually because that'll be Christmassy event- yeah. eventually. Honestly, we're going to have to start Christmas episodes in like October. Yeah. We have so many we, we want to do. Yeah. But He's Just Not That Into You is like solid. I grew up with a lot of rom-coms, but I my rom-coms were heavily influenced by whatever my dad likes. Mm. And um, dad really likes rom-coms. So a lot of Sweet Home Alabama, Sweet Magnolias, The Proposal, but David Botter doesn't really like, I don't, it's not really his thing. It's also, it's really, it's, it is like a critique of the rom-com. But, but it's, but it's not. It's not. So yeah, I watched it in like in high school and really being, being the very prudish prude. Now looking at it now, both of, well, my main comment that Maddie heard over and over again is just. How much I enjoyed the actors' performances. Yeah. Like Scarlett Johansson, when I first watched it, pardon my language, it was a very different person, but I was like, oh my gosh, she's a slut. And rewatching it now, I'm like, wow, she is giving a really good performance. A really good. It is very textured. It's very sweet. It's, you're seeing how she's lying to herself, and that's not easy. And she's also, show? I I think the character is is written in sort of like a manipulative, I would say like home wreckery way. Yeah. And I think could easily have been played. Like the one in Love Actually. Exactly. The, the, the secretary. The se- like the secretary in Love Actually. It could have easily been played as like a straight up villain archetype. But I think it makes... Bradley Cooper's performance so much more textured mm. as well and also like way more of like a gut punch and, and when I, you realize how much of a scumbag he is. Yeah, and it's like you end up and and then I think well, I mean if y'all haven't seen it recently, it's just it's a good I would say it's an and it's an important rewatch mm-hmm. if you watched it when you were younger. And also your I your perspective think, of it probably Will change. will change and it's more it's less about the film and more about understanding where you how you've evolved like yeah. you it's a movie that puts a mirror to yourself as time goes on yeah and like literally there's lots of scenes with mirrors Ooh. there's there's actually a lot of mirrors in He's just not that into you. I guess now we have to rewatch it. And <laughs> just a mirror count. Mirror count. Ding, ding. No, um, I, I definitely, and I think it's interesting because sometimes, you know, we watch that, those rom-coms and as a little kid, we're like, I love it. And then we watch it again as an adult and we're like, oh my gosh, it's so problematic, but I still love it. I didn't really love it when no. I watched it as a kid. And I, I really did enjoy these, because mo- this is a movie star movie this is a i i the cast is the cast is stacked so hard and i 
I was trying to look at it being like, okay, were these actors really as big as they were even then? And like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Connelly. I mean, I would say Jennifer Goodwin is probably like at the time was the least star. But also I think that is the biggest Point. star moment. Yeah. She, she She's a steadily working actor in a way I adore, but this is probably when she was the most star Well, and I think this is this was like Hollywood trying to make Jennifer Goodwin happen. Besides Something Borrowed, which we'll talk about later. We hate Something Borrowed. Oh, what are we drinking tonight? Oh, I have made us a very sophisticated cocktail of gin and lemon juice and simple syrup. And LaCroix. Oh, and LaCroix. And LaCroix. That's kind of... That's seltzer. Okay. Seltzer, sorry. You hear some just like gentle clinking. ice clinking. It is that is us taking sips of our um our our gin if for good ones. <laughs> yeah, that's why we did it. We've got two gins. We've got a Jennifer Aniston and a Jennifer Goodman. Okay, so that's why we wanted to watch it. Just we felt like there was a lot to work it's off three, of. Three actually. Jennifer Connolly too. Jennifer Oh, that's right. I thought Jennifer Conley y'all was Demi Moore. I know. I bet if we put a picture side by side. No, they look identical. They're very similar. They're very similar. They were sort of uh, uh, big at the same time. It's yeah. understandable. It's, it's very understandable. Um, but, um, okay, so this is why we're doing it. Let's talk about the death of the rom-com, maybe. Yeah. So I, we talk about this a lot. We love rom-coms. Yes. Rom-coms are great, and we are in a rom-com-less era right now. We were birthed into a world that was saturated by rom-coms. Like, mm-hmm. in the 80s, the late 80s, the 90s, mm-hmm. and then the early 2000s mm-hmm. were the heyday of feel-good rom And they were blockbusters. Like Pretty That's, Woman. Yes. You've got My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh. You've got my. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle. You've mm-hmm. got When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first real rom-com is When Harry Met Sally. The, b- the I mean, best. Mm, I mean, we've got rom-coms that are like more classic Hollywood. Like, yeah. you know. Like screwball, we've got the yeah. we've got like Catherine Hepburn uh, bringing up baby. We've got like shop around the corner. Oh, I love I shop know, around the corner. I, I really do love it. Um, the apartment. Oh, the apartment. That's the apartment is it also not that funny. It's not that funny. It's just like Jack Lemmon just makes a lot of silly faces. He's also just doing a lot of physical comedy, which I think feels funny. And Shirley MacLaine is just. She is sparkling. She is the sparkliest. So, but all that to say, it, it, nothing compared to post when Harry met Sally, mm-hmm. the the heyday of Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock, Meg Ryan, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, Jay. She had a rain. Have you seen Marry Me? No, is it good? My mom and my dad. This is really cute. I haven't seen it, but they called me to tell me it was really good, and they were like. Jennifer Lopez is really talented. <laughs> they were like, her singing was so good, her dancing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, mom and dad, like, Jennifer Lopez. That's what she does. She's really. She's actually not an actress. She's really talented. <laughs> um, also, um, one of my newer fave ones, I need to rewatch it, Made in Manhattan. Oh. Made in Manhattan is. Who? Who? Who thought Ray Fines? I did. And Jen, no, and Jennifer Lopez would have any chemistry together. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And guys, one of my, do you like it? No, it's really bad. Are you serious? It is so bad. When was the last time you watched Made in Manhattan? No, like a year ago. And I really liked it. Oh my gosh, I think you've got a nostalgia lens lens on because I like every time. Jennifer Lopez and Ray Fiennes are on camera together. I am like, please stop. Please stop. No, okay, here's the thing. He, Ralph Fiennes, Ray Fiennes says, has said in an interview, and I don't know when, that his biggest career regret is made in Manhattan. That makes me really sad. Guys, I'm going to find a clip for you, Madeline. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually do it right now, and we can always edit it out. 
um, of he doesn't know how to do an American accent. So I shit you not, he just listened to Robin Williams. Oh my gosh. And his American accent is Robin okay, Williams gonna... impression. And oh it'll my... be all that I have to say about this, uh, this invasion of my privacy. I happen to meet Miss Ventura and her son. Isn't that insane? It's like we're keeping it in. It is Robin like, Williams. It is Robin Williams. It is. It's like the, it's the genie. It's 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 it it, it it's it, it's like he's got that it's little. It's like hey, come here, come here, Al. And oh, he's like, it's not your fault. Yeah. He he definitely listened to Robin Williams. Anyways, I no okay, buy it. It's okay. good. Anyways, we love rom coms. We love them. We live for them. We but do. We have single handedly single handedly. Only one hand between the two of us. Um, lived through the, I would say, um, the golden age and the death of the rom com. Mm-hmm. In in it, we were left broken in its wake. Yeah, we were left broken in its wake. We we saw, <laughs> we saw films like You've Got Mail. Kill at the box office. So good. We saw Tom Hanks be a a leading man, a a romantic Romantic lead, all the way to Trainwreck by Amy Schumer, which I actually I actually really like. I think I I I feel like I would. It it is I would. It is the last. So Trainwreck came out in 2015. It is the last um, big budget rom com that was Mm. released in theaters. Really? Yeah. It, most rom coms have moved to Netflix at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it, and it's like stuff we've heard from streaming as they're trying to bring it back because people want rom coms. We want the rom com, but let's let's kind of go back to the the death the death of the rom com. We're saying it's something borrowed. I deeply hate that movie. I think I think the I think the film that killed rom coms is something borrowed, which is wild because Kate. Hudson. Hudson. Kate Hudson and Jennifer Goodwin are two of the most charismatic, charismatic delightful sparkly. to watch. And I will say, like, Kate Hudson, even in Something Borrowed, is really fun to watch. Yes. And Jennifer Goodwin, fun to watch. Sure. Somehow, it is the worst movie I've ever seen. Apparently, the sequel, I don't remember where I heard this, but apparently the sequel, I think a lot of people are... Honestly, I can't remember who plays the guy that they fight over, and that might... It's like Drew something. Well, I know it's Drew, but I can't remember what the actor looks like. He's just a guy. He, they wanted to make him happen so badly. Right, and I have no idea what he looks like, but John Krasinski is Ugh. the friend. So here's the thing. Apparently, the sequel in the books is Kate's character goes to England, where John Krasinski is, licking his wounds. They hate each other. <gasps> And then, enemies to lovers. And then enemies to lovers. Oh, so I think my I think the studios were really God. betting on this being a huge, <gasps> huge hit, and it was a huge tank. Also, though, honestly, I can't really see John Krasinski and Kate. I can't either. That's actually, and they're both delightful. They're both. I mean, John Krasinski is. The script is bad. The casting is. It just doesn't work. It doesn't it work. Doesn't work. And you want to know why mm. he's just not that into you works? Why the casting? The casting. We were talking about this. The casting. Every single person. It felt like that role was built for them. It really does. It felt like a real like actors film. Well, no, that's the thing. Is the budget? You know, the budget was probably like. It, it was only for the actors because. It is, there aren't even that many extras. There are like a few scenes in a bar and a party where you have to pay for the extras. Yeah. The bar set is really cool. The bar set is cool. I think they filmed that in an actual bar. Everything else, sound stages. Sound stage. So easy. And also like these actors can act blindfolded. They did not need that many takes. These nope. Scarlett Johansson, they came in, they knew what they were going to fucking do and they did a really it's an it, actor it is an actor's film and it is like i guess m- the majority of the film is just 
at one point it's just conversation it's just two people talking the whole time it's like it honestly do i want to see it as a stage play no well no no but like is it a stage play yeah it's It's, a stage conversation in rooms and if you would have told me yeah that this is an adaptation of a play i would have been like yes it would have i would have been like oh cool Yeah. yeah i would have totally believed you that this is an adaptation okay, of a play but honestly mm. would you watch this adapted into a musical because yeah. i would i think it'd be a great musical actually. i think this would be a really good musical mm-hmm. because then you can have like little tableaus in people's songs yeah repeating in other people's but like and you also you can have later you can have sort of like the um the like the the angel choir you can have the sort of you know the the what is that called in in a musical when you've got the narrators mm-hmm. Greek chorus yes mm. yes I could see like it has to begin on Jennifer Goodwin's character Gigi and then it's like when he called me I'm waiting <laughs> at four fifty three at four fifty three it's four fifty four it's Four fifty four, and I'm checking the phone. I don't care. I do care. Will he call? I don't care if he calls. Yes, I do. And then like a phone rings, but and then another part of the stage lights, lights up. up, and it's and it's um oh my uh con con oh what is the what is the co- guy who plays the Connor? Yeah, who plays Connor? Justin Long. No, 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 no. And then no. you hear ring, 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 and Justin Long's character goes, "Hello, this is the something bar," and the bar's being wheeled onto the yeah. stage as he's talking on the phone. Kevin Connolly. Kevin. No, because she. It starts off with her and Kevin Connolly at the bar. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> uh, she's like, "He's gonna call. I know he's gonna call." And she like faces out at the audience. And then the phone rings. And it's him calling Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. and she sh- and and then all of a sudden the grocery store. Dun 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 dun. You're the winner. Go before me. I have a wife. It's I'm Scarlett Johansson. I think we don't want to write this. Can someone just write this? We will produce it. Oh yeah, we'll star in it. Um, who will you play? I would love to play Jennifer Connelly just because I love the thought of being able to just Yell. absolutely lose it every single night, destroy a mirror on screen, uh, on stage. Like that, she is, you know she loved that. You well, know she's it's acting. I mean, she really, like, I've, I think that's the thing about this movie mm. is that the script, maybe not that great. Like, truthfully, not that great. These stories, not that compelling. But because the actors are so lived in. Really good. And you can tell they're, like, trying. Yeah, they they really are committed. And do you know what happened with this script? Tell me. I don't know who got someone to sign on, but someone got Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Someone said, hey, Ben Affleck's attached. Yeah. Or, hey... I think it was probably Jennifer Aniston and, and, or Ben and, Affleck. And Ben Affleck, because I think they were the biggest names. Yeah. And like, like probably like Bradley Cooper. No, Bradley Cooper didn't get big until... Like Silver Linings. Uh, no, uh, uh, The Hangover. That's what made him an A-lister. Mm. He was a regularly working actor, but he became an A-lister. After The Hangover. So I think they got those two on and then everybody else were good actors and yeah. worked and were really like so many where are we gonna go from this death oh, of the rom-com so the death of the rom-com i do feel like even though uh, we both said he's just not that into you not as bad as i remember no i think it makes some really good points it makes some really really good points and it is totally sold by the characters but i will say he's just not that into you is the death rattle of <laughs> of the rom-com and is i would say unfortunately like the sort of uh gender reveal explosion that started the wildfire that was ensemble romantic comedies yeah and it's i think it's like the studios realized hey if we put a bunch of them in then we it's almost like pick your poison it's like okay do you like bradley cooper 
cool come for him. Yeah. You like Jennifer Aniston? Okay, cool come cool. for her. Cool. And I think Love Actually, actually Love Actually <laughs> is, no, it's like the ensemble thing. It actually didn't become this it, mega thing until it was on TV. And also like no one cared about it in the UK. And no one, no one in the UK still cares about it. It's Americans who like Love Actually. Really? Oh, yeah. We love it. We love Love Actually. Like, we are like, we this is a do. Christmas film. This is a Christmas classic. It's it's great. So but he's just not that into you. Was sort of, soul, I would say, marketed as this very, like, um, I would say, uh, like, a, a critique of the rom-com. It, it was this very, like... But it's like what's interesting is it says it's it's sold as a critique, but the critic back, of it becomes the romantic lead. Yeah, be, and he he becomes uh, smitten, and it's almost like ha ha. That's what you get for doubting. Doubting you get to fall in love in and the mo- be in, happy, and you're the most smitten kitten. You are so you're mm. acting dorkier than she was, mm. and bring him mm. to his knees. And guess what? It feels good. It feels great. It feels good. However, it he's just not that into you potentially. Yeah, I I don't. I don't necessarily... I think it's a movie we could have lived without. Yeah. Culturally, societally. But then also, we're happy we get to see Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston make out. Like, we could have lived without it, but But, but, damn, we like looking at them standing next to each other. We really do. A point I made that I thought was amazing, so I'm going to say it again, Yeah, is each of these leads had been... The lead of a rom-com. Not mm-hmm. even in a rom-com. Like Justin Long, Jennifer Goodwin. Drew Barrymore. Drew, Drew Barrymore. Oh, We don't deserve Drew Barrymore. Even, even um, Kyle, Kevin Connolly. Even Kevin Connolly has been the lead of a rom-com. So it's like, it's really, I feel like, a community effort to save the rom-com. Yeah. They really were all trying to... I would say, like, it was, like, a more, like, elevated. And it did have this sort of, like, when Harry met Sally thing where it had these little, like, asides with these, like, random characters. Yes. Where it's, like, if he's... I will say I loved the old boozy lady talking about how her husband, like, hid a mistress from her for forever. I was just, like, okay, icon. Well, and okay, Queen work. And I will say the asides are, that's not my favorite device, but they casting once again, they got every single actor that did those were so strong. Were so strong and compelled like made the performance and mm-hmm. also I think like it wasn't just like a, you know, from like a, a storytelling perspective, it mm-hmm. wasn't like they were just telling they were just saying yeah. random things. It all moved the plot forward because yeah. you were sort of going in this. And some of them were like pretty long. Yeah. Like pretty long. And I think. I was captivated. Yeah. I think like um, like the two women on the bench talking about how men make women think that. They're they're breaking up with them, but actually women are getting broken Which up. Which also I did not completely. Like the points that they made. Well. Really good. We'll get back to that. We'll okay, get back so to that. Let's talk. Now this is called The Lonely, the Lonely Girls, Girls Podcast. Podcast. So let's let's apply the lonely girl's no. lens. Yeah, let's put on our lonely glasses. Who, and who is the loneliest? Who is the loneliest? Who is the loneliest girl? I do want to make a case for for Jennifer Goodwin because I do think her earnest desire to connect mm-hmm. and her absolute incompetence mm-hmm. in doing so, and this sort of like I I think like a lonely girl can be often very like elusive and like retreat ish Mm -hmm. but I think there is another element to the lonely girl where she is earnest and yeah and just so and like will will create a fantasy in her mind Mm -hmm. in order to make reality less painful yeah and I think Jennifer Goodwin's character really is unapologetically um Trying. Trying to connect. And and trying to also, find love. a true lonely girl, y'all, can be out at the clubs 
every single night. But I do want to point out she is at home alone a lot. Yes, she is putting herself out there. But honestly, she likes her apartment. But like, she's she's at home. It isn't until she meets Justin Long where she's okay being home. Mm. Because she's like by, she's at home, but she's waiting by the phone. So true. Yeah. So what's, who's another one? I think that's a great case. I relate the most with Jennifer Goodwin. I am a lonely girl. I think you could make a case for even Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Because he's searching for a connection. He's really searching for connection. And I think this is where, you know, the lonely girl is not, is not um, void of, of, Mistake. Mistakes and, and being, like, being able to, like, cause a lot of pain. Yeah. It, you know, when you don't, when you, when you aren't, if, if you're not keeping your loneliness in check, mm. you can, like, hurt a lot of people. That's really true because the lonely girl is looking for connection. And the thing is, is Jennifer Connelly's character multiple times tries to give him a way out. Mm. Do you want this? Oh, you're going on the boat. Wait, are you leaving? And then Bradley Cooper is like, no, 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 no. no I'm not. And it's like, because he can't handle the idea of being alone. Mm. Honestly, I think he could have gone off with Scarlett Johansson and realized he wanted something else. Cheating, cheating, bad. Cheating, bad. Bad, bad. But, however, in the rules of this movie... Drew Barrymore does tell a admirable story mm. about someone who discovers their person later. Yes. So we're talking about in the rules of the movie, Drew Barrymore establishes that it's a good thing, which is what throws Scarlett Johansson off, honestly. Yeah. Um, but it's the thing we hate is he is, lies. He's being dishon- Well, he's being cowardly. And continually. And then also the thing that broke my heart was when she's like, you're smoking. He's like, no, I'm not. I think and the more unforgivable thing that is, he did is the smoking. Is the lying about the smoking. The, exactly. The absolute the, gaslighting. And, the, and then that she, is even more unforgivable it, than cheating. Yeah, because like, and then he, because also she hears about the smoking or bleh, she hears about him cheating. She doesn't kick him out. Yeah. She finds the pack of cigarettes. And she's like, you're gone. I actually, one thing. That's the straw. I don't, I don't know why, but I don't think I ever clocked this in any of my other watches or I just forgot it. But the line where she says, like, what about my dad dying of lung cancer? Don't you understand? Mm. I never clocked that before. Yeah. And it, it puts such like a, I was like, oh, mm. you're even more of a scumbag. It's not just like some wife being like, honey, don't smoke. And like, he's like, I'm, I'm not smoking. And she's like, you know, Mm-mm-mm. she's like, well, I don't want you to smoke. I'm mad that you're lying to me. But I completely understand why someone, you're married, if you're married to someone mm-hmm. and you specifically say to them, this is something that is incredibly important to me. hmm that I really do not want you to do for this specific reason. Yeah. Because my father died of lung cancer. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. But, oh, lying about that? I think Scarlet dodged a bullet. I I do too. I do too. So what about the guy who's in love with Scarlet Johansson? What's his name? Connor. Connor. Yeah, Connor. Duh, Connor. He... Do you think he's a lonely girl? It's interesting because we see two very different sides. We see his side of like, you you almost kind of forget that he's the inciting incident. Right. Because the rest of the movie, you watch him kind of be kind of like, like a little. Super whipped. Yeah, like really whipped. But I, I don't know. He's, his character is kind of one of my favorites in the movie. I don't think he's a lonely girl. It, we can, we'll, we'll go back to this because we're talking about characters now. Um, my favorite characters, neither one of them are lonely girls. But my absolute favorite characters mm. are Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck in this movie. They are so good. They are kind of a contained story in itself. Like they yeah. don't really interact with anybody else besides each other yeah um aside from 
Her in the office. Her in the office and him being, like, Bradley Cooper's friend. But, like, their story (laughs) is my favorite. Yeah, I, I think my perception the first time I watched it, again, was coming from a more immature lens. I immediately in that first scene, and Maddie heard me, was getting really frustrated because I'm kind of like, you are totally allowed to not believe in marriage, but if, like, she just wants it, but the longer you go into the movie you're like okay he really he and he says at one point I only want to be with Beth he just truly loves her and he just really doesn't believe in marriage and I do think that's interesting because in 2009 that would have been a big big, deal big big deal and now a lot of my friends aren't getting married I think it's like way way more normal and I think if this was made today um it would make sense to have a character who still wants a ring on it yeah and I do think the ending probably not end with a wedding no but I do think it would be what I love so much about that where it's like it's not really about the wedding it's not really about getting married it's about the like it, it's it's the it's two people just realizing how much they actually do love each other mm. and what they're willing to sacrifice. It's like gift of the magi almost. Mm. Yeah, like that's what it felt like. That sounded so Jennifer Aniston. How is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What is that thing she's? Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> Anyways, it it, it is um. Neither one of them are lonely girls. I don't think Scarlett Johansson is a lonely girl. I think she's no. a very cool girl. She's a cool girl. Uh, Drew Barrymore, not a lonely girl. Like, a perfect girl. This the best girl. The best girl. She gets, um like, a gold ribbon. Oh, She gets an award just for the best. I just... Also, all I could think of while we were watching this is I really want to watch music and lyrics. <gasps> I love music and lyrics. I've been living with a shadow. She's so cute. Have you seen The Wedding Singer? Duh. She's so, ad- she's so adorable. She is the rom-com queen, and her hair is so good in her, this movie. Her hair is so good in this movie. And also, I kind of think she gets the... No, not even... I think she gets... The short end of the stick in this movie. No, no, I love it. I know, but the character doesn't get as she doesn't get to as many chewy scenes. No, now, does she do an amazing, amazing job? And her part seems just as important. But on the page, Drew made this character great. On the page, it is the least. I feel like her and Connor were supposed to just be sort of like fringe characters. Mm-hmm. Like they were just sort of there. Like we weren't really invested in their emotional journey, mm-hmm. which is why I love that they end up together in the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Like that is so cute. Yeah. That is like good storytelling just, to me. I love just, that they, they're both kind of dealing with their own like, I would say like, dissatisfaction with how dating works right now mm-hmm. i keep wanting to bring this up we'll come back to it when okay. when we get through our characters so i'm trying to run through my head justin long not a lonely girl jennifer goodman we've talked yes, about that. lonely girl we've talked about um the american couple <laughs> the most american looking americans oh. ben affleck and ben and jen ben and jen um we've got scar joe not a lonely girl bradley cooper yeah, yeah. lonely girl uh, uh jennifer, jennifer Connolly. no no i don't think so i think she's great i think she's fine i think she's really cool um who else is in the movie i think that's it really yeah that's literally feels it. like it's a bigger cast than that i know it's um, a- it, it feels bigger Anyways, um, which is not a critique. So, yeah, I think those are our lonely girls. Those, that's our lonely lens. Um, I, I think it's um, I think it's a really uh, – you can sort of see yourself in all of the characters. Sure. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's go into a little segment we like to call Things, Things We're, we're just, just Not That, that Into. into. About the film, Mm -hmm. because it has been over 15 years now Mm -hmm. since the film came out. And so times have changed, and there were definitely some things that I would say overall, we said this before, Mm -hmm. 
Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Not as bad as I remembered it. Not as cringy. There were some things that I was like, whoa. I'm not that into I'm it. I'm not that into that. Okay. Um, queer characters as props. Yeah. Like, every gay person in this film, also, by the way, only gay men. No lesbians to be seen. Mm. Well, I was about to make a mean joke, but we all know this is a rom-com. There are only gay men in rom-com world. Yeah, no, lesbians don't exist in rom-coms. But every gay character was there to act as like a sage um, sort of a relationship guru. Or, to, or to be silly. Yeah. Not even funny, but silly. But just like, nah. And it, the, it did, fe- it, to a point where like it made me uncomfortable. That yeah. was like, and I would not have, I would say, clocked that probably back in 2006. I didn't. Because I was like 11. Um, but now watching it back, I was like, whoa, this is, this is a, this is a, a cis white movie. This is a white this movie. Is, this is a movie of white people problems. Mm-hmm. And I would say... In in terms of, like, the hierarchy of people who are n- done no favors by this film, yeah. it's, like, anyone of color, mm-hmm. anyone of um, a, a, a not heterosexual uh, sexuality, and, like, just kind of women. Just, I would say, women in the general sense. Yeah. They're not super kind to, like... We're silly and annoying. And, like, we just... We're so... We're so, we ruin everything with our minds. Yeah, and I think also, like, Jennifer Goodwin, the first time any girl thinks, it's very like Emma Stone and like, oh, hooray, a soda. A gentleman caller. There we go, yes. I think as soon as um, different girls feel like they found a boy, it doesn't even matter if that's a guy they're super excited about, as long as it's a guy... They're like, oh, thank goodness, I, I now matter, you know. Yes. Like, oh, the, the thing that matters is finding a guy, just a guy. Yeah, and it's like I was so shocked by how willing Jennifer Goodwin was to just be around people who didn't like her. Yeah, like I can't imagine any of my friends tolerating that yeah like I none of my friends will like actively spend time with who don't like them romantic partners who don't like them like that's insane and I I I felt bad for women watching this film and I I I was like I'm really glad I'm a woman right now because oh my god if that's how you felt annoying little Oh, snarky, naggy nags. Yeah. Not yeah. good. No, no. I, one thing I was just not that into is Connor wears a shirt. <laughs> um, I pointed this out. Not just into where, like, the button-up oh, shirts of the time and his collar was white and his cuffs were white, but his shirt was, like, All blue. All the way a button-up. Oh, it was... I was not into that. I was not into how claustrophobic the film felt. Mm. Like, you never really feel like anyone is outside. I was just about to say that. Except on the boat. Except on the boat. No one is outside. And the thing is, they are. Like, they, they, you know, um, um, Drew Barrymore and Kevin Connolly, they meet at, like, a coffee shop outside but there's it's scarlett johansson covered scarlett johansson and bradley cooper stand outside the mart but it is a cluster like everything feels so like you are and i feel like in like in another rom-com like harry met sally they do a walk and talk yeah in a park and i feel like this is such a movie where they could have been playing outdoor basketball oh Actually, what I was um, not that into is that there was no outdoor like pickup game with like Mm -hmm. some you know kids off the street. Like that would have been cool. Do you know where we could have put in an outdoor (laughs) basketball scene? Is Ben (laughs) Affleck and Bradley Cooper are on the boat talking about women? We could have had it. Also, 
any, during pickup basketball. Any time that um, Justin Long and Kevin Connolly were in the same space together. Are they roommates? No, they're just friends. But Justin Long would like go to his house because it was cooler. It's a really nice apartment. It's based, it is, I mean, every single home in, home, I'm mm-hmm. putting this in quotes, in this entire film was just a broken down version of the same, like, loft. No, like, like, sound stage. Uh, like, it was just the same walls, like, readjusted in, like, mm-hmm. five different ways. One thing I'm just not that into <laughs> is Scarlett Johansson's apartment. Oh. So cool. But she's a yoga teacher, and she said at one point, I'll see you next week. And I was like, how many classes does she if teach? If she's teaching one class, class a, week, a week at, like, the Y... And she's not making money off of her. I also was just not that into, we don't hear her sing. And she's a good singer. We watch her sing. Scarlett Johansson is a great singer. Yeah. Famously. Famously. As Maddie has said. She's great. She did a whole, she did a. singing's not that hard. Well, I mean, singing's not that hard, you guys. Yeah. What does she sing in? Um, She sings in, oh my gosh, one of the. There's definitely, there's a movie that came out, like, I want to say in 2010, but she also did an album with Tom Waits. Really? Yeah. She's good. She has a really good voice. I just, you just kind of know she does. Yeah. Um, What else am I just not that into? I I wasn't super into the, um, like, (laughs) the, like, audio mixing Okay. Like, when a song would come on, it was really overpowering. It was jarring. Yeah. It was jarring. The soundtrack wasn't great. The soundtrack wasn't great, and, like, the voices, I mean, every time you were in a space, and I think this added to the claustrophobic feeling, the audio sounded right in your ears, and you were not hearing barely any, like, walla walla. Like, there was no, like, um... uh, like atmospheric and so it was just like really tiny like barely sounds and then their voice is like right here okay i think this is a good this is a good this is a good lead into my through my filmmaker lens to and now we're gonna talk about about the the all right take it away maddie I was really impressed by the editing of this film. I do yeah. want to say it was paced out really No, you'd be surprised. No, I was going to say, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, just, I'm laughing at myself. Like, <laughs> I think. Phoebes. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it right now. Um, okay. Editing. No, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I thought the editing I thought the film was really well paced, mm. really well edited. It was also, it had the, just the right amount of like a lot of the shots felt, had the feeling or like I would say had the illusion of being static shots, mm. but the camera choreography was really tight. It wasn't obvious. There was no shakiness, but the camera moved with the character it needed to move with. There was a lot of like long shots where a character was in a scene and the camera was following them in really specific ways. Nothing felt unnecessary, though. No. It, because sometimes there's a long shot where they're like, and guys, that's a six-minute shot. Yeah. And, like, they just didn't do that to to, to have a six-minute shot. And also, like, they just, like, probably didn't get coverage. Yeah. And so that's why it's a six-minute shot. But... It's really, it's a very tight It's a movie. super tight film. It's a really, like, satisfying watch. It's well edited. I really love, um, I would say, like, the, like, the way the camera danced mm. with, within the scenes. It felt like choreography. It felt very choreographed, and I never for a moment, I, I think it made the film feel way more elevated and not a showy way. And I think it's really hard to do that. Like that type of filmmaking, I like, I wouldn't intuitively know how to do that. Yeah. And I think though, this is, I think they have old school, like an old school crew. Oh yeah. Who like knows how to shoot a blockbuster Yep. in the blockbuster that they're filming just happens to be 
a really I wonder how big the budget was for this. Let's look, look it, up? it up right now. Okay. I also my fun my fun little factoid. Oh, I'm excited. Is that the man who directed this? He you would not know his name. I did not know his name. He's the same guy who directed Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I can feel that. Yeah. He's just an old white guy. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is there he, it is. Is he a producer? Like, what else does he do? He's just a director. This is like, because this is a really directed film. You know what I mean? This is, it, it's a very directed film. Also, I mean, it's not auteur. No, no, no. But well, it's like, it was in good hands. It was in someone who understood how to edit oh, a movie. Okay, that's actually really impressive. The budget was only forty million. And like a lot of the budget is is probably. I mean, Jennifer Aniston was. I mean, she Jennifer Aniston was paid a million dollars an episode of Friends. On Friends, so she was. Played. She was like, just don't. If I don't have to change, if I don't have to wear anything but like a breezy california blowout in mm-hmm. every single scene even the wedding scene i'll do it yeah she doesn't even have to wear like a french twist nope she she has her rachel the rachel so good uh oh oh this is interesting this was produced by flower films no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Y'all, Drew, because Bar- I was kind of wondering, Drew Barrymore like didn't get the best storyline. She produced it. I was actually thinking, I didn't like think. Also, okay, props to her because she could have given herself. You know what? She would have eaten up the Jennifer Goodwin role. She could have. She could have totally played the Jennifer Goodwin role, but she didn't give it to herself. Yeah. She didn't she didn't she was like to. she was like no, I want to be Mary. I want to be like give some girl advice while getting a pedicure. She does have a really fun little monologue where she starts like berating the like um the the disconnected nature mm-hmm. of what it's like to date right now. And this is actually a good place to go into what I've been wanting to talk about this whole Let's time. Let's do it. This film is a fascinating watch because it 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 is impossible to do this type of film now because we have phones and social like media phone phones we can text no one sent a single text message this entire film voicemails there was voicemails were like a huge plot point mm-hmm. and i love this sort of like impending anxiety that you feel drew barrymore having where she's Mm -hmm. like and then i emailed him and then that email went to my phone and then the phone went to my voicemail and i just liked the days where there was one cassette and one voicemail and one phone and uh, now there's all these different portals for men to reject you and but i do i i agree with you but also i thought it was kind of spooky about how they, he was, she was like, oh, it began on MySpace. And everyone's like, oh, no, not MySpace. But it's actually, it it really was a great, not foreboding, but, like, it is a great indicator. Like, it hit the nail on the head. A lot of those truths about internet connections are still true today. I would say they're Except more true. More true, but, like, they were they were predicting what was to come and i they're not wrong they're not wrong no 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 and that's what i like found so fascinating is like yeah you've got this like insane anxiety about communication mm-hmm. and and missed phone calls and someone calling you back mm. where like if someone's i would say contacting you via telephone that in itself is like pretty insane in like our dating and like in modern dating times i will say because phone calls a lot of of our peers picking up the phone is 
very anxiety inducing very i pick up the i pick up the phone without fail for one person and that is my manager alex and and that's it he's the only person that i know if he's calling me it's for a a, good reason yeah yeah no one else anybody else just text me. It, it's funny. It's funny because she's like, they're like, every time you pick up the phone, you think it's him. And it's, and it's like when you have a crush, every time your phone vibrates. Every time you get any any notification you have, any anything. Mm-hmm. You're like, is this? Is it them? And it's kind of like, are they about to confess their undying love? Yeah. For no reason. There's like no reason to check my phone to see if they've confessed That's their undying love. love. But like, who's but like, to say? Maybe. Maybe they have. Maybe. Who Maybe knows? I'm the exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. I really enjoyed watching this film. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had if a If anything, goal. for the performances. Definitely for the performances. As I was looking up the budget of the film, there was a review from Variety magazine. John Anderson of Variety wrote, No one has anything to distract them from the minutia of their love lives which they proceed to incinerate through over analysis it's a moral fable maybe if you make half a million a year so it's basically saying like white people problems sure but over analysis that is a universe that i think that it's i think like the whole thing is sure white people middle class upper middle class white people problems if not upper class over analysis though that is a great uniter of us all yeah over analysis we've all been like overanalyzed yes like okay i texted he liked my last message but he he liked it right away and he used this word which like he doesn't use that type of word or you're like like, what does he mean by that and i do think the message regardless of gender Mm -hmm. i think my biggest thing with the film is its sort of emphasis on gender Mm -hmm. i think every single person in that film was experiencing a universal human experience Mm -hmm. and i think the overall message of they're just not that into you is like still a message that is difficult to digest yeah. and that we all could <laughs> take a note from. Yeah. I think um, it's actually a podcast I really love, Nick Vial. He gives very Justin Long advice. And actually, Justin Long has now gone on for the <gasps> Ask Nick. Oh, my gosh. And Justin Long gives his Just Not Into You advice. I, I really look – I really uh, – Encourage y'all to listen to it because actually Justin Long is such a sweet little oh, sugar bunny. Justin Long, and he's like, he's like, there's like this one girl, and and she's like, you know, I she is realizing she's gay and she is in love with her best friend, mm-hmm. and Justin's just getting so excited. He's like, look at how you're smiling. Oh, look at how you're smiling. Aww. Oh man, yeah, shoot your shot. Like he can't get over how happy and excited he is for this girl to, like, mm-hmm. potentially, like, really get it. Yeah. So he's not the same as his character. Um, I do think, not to get into it today, but the sex appeal of Justin Long in the early 2000s, oh. he was at the right time, at the, oh. the right place at the right time. He, like, had a very think, puppy dog face. He was a chiseled... I think he's, like, original, like, white boy of the month. Yeah. Like, he's he's definitely, like, a precursor to, like, a Chalamet. And like a, yes. Like an... Um, he's like, very safe. Like an Adrian... An Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. Like a... Uh, a Matthew... Matthew Gay Gubbler. Mm-hmm. Gray Gubbler. He... Goobler. He... And I think, like, we underestimate how hot he is. Yeah. Because at first we're like... And that's what's oh, so hot. yeah, 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 yeah. I could get with someone like him. But actually... He's so charismatic and so delightful. Justin Long is Justin Long. John, is, Justin Long is, is he's he is he is um he's and he's a Mac and and wait, what 
You know, like he's the one in the commercials where it's like, oh, that's right. I'm a Mac and I'm a PC and he's the Mac. I forgot about that. That was Justin Long. Justin Long. Y'all should listen to his podcast. An episode I really suggest is the Sam Rockwell episode. And he tries to kind of shit talk his career. He's like, well, look at me. I'm doing a podcast now. And Sam stops him and he's like, hey, 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 no, no, no. This is great. Did you know that Sam Rockwell and Justin Long have been in a film together? Galaxy Quest. Yeah. They talk about it. Oh. We've been talking about Galaxy Quest. Okay, what do we want to, how do we want to wrap this up? Rebecca. Mm. Even though sometimes they're just not that into you. Yeah. Idiots. (laughs) You want to know one thing I'm really into? Our friendship. Ah! And this podcast. And, and, and y'all. And we're really, you guys. We're really into you. Um, if you're listening, that means you're hot. Oh, that means, means you're so hot. And, and you're and it, smart. Oh my gosh. And it means like he's going to call. He's going to call. He's going to call. And you're going to not want to pick up the phone because uh-uh. you're anxious about phone calls. No. You should be. What, what character should we channel as Drew Barrymore? <gasps> we should channel Mary. But let's just all remember to put our hair into two braids and then and crisscross it on the top of our head. You would look really cute with milk wig braids. I might just do it. Okay. Um, So all that to say, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all enjoy a different way to talk about Lonely Girl. As Mm. promised, we're going to be talking about them through history. We've done a lot of literature, but we're wanting to sprinkle in. We're like, just like you. Oh, we we're. Well, well, yeah, sure, yeah, right, right, yeah, so we're just like y'all, yeah, and, um, and, yeah, we're into you, we're into you, um, Rebecca, if they're even more into you than mm. they can handle, how would they find you on the okay. internet, so, um, on MySpace, on, on MySpace, you can look me up at, um, Sugar Girl, <laughs> um, I'm, Super Drama Girl 94, yeah, um, no, I'm at Instagram, yeah. I'm at Rebecca C C A Botter T T E R. Um and uh yeah, and then please look up um Lonely Girls Podcast yes. on Instagram to keep up to date. We're gonna be sharing cool stuff to go oh, with every episode. Really cool content. The coolest stuff that maybe we've planned. Maybe we will just create an original musical number. Yes. We- um uh, uh he's just not that into you the musical yeah maybe you'll see some content about that let's do it okay Who's if say, anyone's interested in writing a musical and can produce one and um no we're we can produce it oh yeah sorry yeah big hit hit us up if hit you us up. you know how to contact rebecca if you want to contact me but where can we find madeline turner <sighs> Instagram mm. at Turner Madeline, TikTok if you're nasty at Madeline Turner. Yes. Thank you so much for listening, mm. you gorgeous, gorgeous girls. We are so into you. Stay, Stay lonely. lonely.